There we go. That's the one. Good morning, Daniel. Go on, shout it out. What's your fa least favourite household task? Washing his clothes. Anybody else hate doing the laundry? Yeah, I've got some laundry haters. Okay, what else do you hate doing? Ironing. Loads of ironing haters. No wonder you all look so creased. Joke, joke. Um, anything else that you hate doing? The bathroom. The dishes, was that? The dishes, yeah. Paperwork. That's a good one. I hate doing paperwork. That's a really good one. Um, there's, a, there's a theme, though, with all these things that we hate doing, um, where often we don't like going through the process of it, but we like the result at the end. Oh, we hate cleaning the bathroom, but we love a sparkly clean bathroom, don't we? We hate doing the dishes, but we love it when we can eat out of a clean bowl. I um, don't know if like, there's any food shop haters. Does anyone like, not enjoy doing the food shop? Yeah. It's just such a chore, isn't it? But I bet you love the feeling of a full biscuit tin and a full fridge where you go, I know what's for tea tonight because it's bursting at the seams. Um, I, my car is, in all honesty, an absolute mess. It is full of crumbs, receipts, old food, new food, empty bottles. It's a mess. I hate cleaning my car, but I love the smell of a new car. I hate when I used to be self-employed, I used to hate having to do my invoices, but tell you what, I loved getting paid. Sometimes we hate the process of something, but we love the result at the end of it. And today I'm talking to you about forgiveness. And it's been like resting in my head that forgiveness is something that is a hard process. Forgiveness is a hard process, but I want to tell you today, the reward is well worth it. I learned this recently um, in an attempt to be helpful. I've realised that when I'm trying to be helpful, what I actually am is really impatient. So I'd seen that there was something on the church website that was wrong. Um, and I was like, I'll fix that. I won't bother anyone else. I can do this. So I logged on to the server thingy. I don't even know if that's the right word. I logged on. I pressed a few buttons, dragged a few icons, pressed confirm. I felt pretty confident. I thought, smashed it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going to become the website developer from now on. Um, and then I looked and realised what I'd done was delete the entire church website. So I did what any normal person would do. Undo, 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 control Z, control Z. Um, and that didn't work. So then I did what you would do. Google, help, I've deleted a website. That didn't do anything. I googled all sorts of variations of the word help. Um, and that did nothing. And at that point, I realized that what I really needed to do was admit that I didn't know what I was doing, that I'd made a mistake and got it wrong. And so I um, texted and said, have you got, got five minutes for a quick meeting? Um, he's graciously said yes. And so I started with the words, I just want to put it out there and say, I'm really, really sorry. And I really need to tell you what I've done. I'd like to confess my, uh, um, my mistake. And also, if you want to give me a disciplinary, that's fine. And here's what I've done. I've deleted the church website. Okay. And this was his response. Ah, well, don't worry. We all make mistakes. I did something similar just last year. Can I tell you, the weight that 
came off my shoulders when I received his forgiveness was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I've still got my job. It felt really good to receive his forgiveness. And then just a few days later, I was on the phone to my electric company, who, by the way, the bane of my life. And they'd made a mistake um, that had cost me some money. So all of a sudden, I was on the other side of the forgiveness ladder. And this guy that I was talking to needed my forgiveness. But did I give it? I did what any person would do and really passive aggressively made it known that I wasn't happy without actually saying that I wasn't happy. Just lots of, <clears throat> yeah, all right, all right, 30 quid that cost me. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. And then he's like, sorry. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. I never actually said it's all right. Don't worry. Because whilst, whilst receiving forgiveness feels great, when we have to be the ones to give it, sometimes we're like, I don't think that's fair. I don't think they deserve my forgiveness because the process of giving our forgiveness can feel quite hard sometimes. C.S. Lewis put it like this. He said, we all agree that forgiveness is a beautiful idea until we have to practice it. And I um, saw that I was preaching today on forgiveness and on the rhythm of forgiveness. And initially, I was delighted because I thought to myself, great, I get to be the bearer of good news. I just get to walk up here and say, hey, guys, man called Jesus died for you. You're forgiven. Don't worry if other people annoy you. Stay mad at them. And then I'll leave the stage. And then I started to read a little bit about what Jesus says about the rhythm of forgiveness in the Sermon of the, on the Mount, which we've been looking at for the last few weeks. And, well, I realized that there's a little bit more to it. And what Jesus makes clear on the Sermon in the Mount about forgiveness is that forgiveness isn't just about the result of it. It's not just about us receiving it. He's got some things that he wants to tell us about the process of us forgiving others too. So here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. He says this, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Now, I'd never considered forgiveness to be something that came with terms and conditions. And if I'm honest, I'm not sure I like this term and condition that says that if I want God to forgive me, then I've got to forgive others. I was like, it's a surefire thing. I'm forgiven. It's all sorted. And that was the message that I wanted to say to you today. Like, don't worry, guys, we've sorted it. Two minutes. Here's the message. You're forgiven. Goodbye. Let's have an early lunch. But the more that I did um, like look into this, um, I tried to do some research to find somewhere else in the Bible that was maybe a bit of a, an easier message to say. Because sometimes when we're reading the Bible, we don't like what it says. So we go, I'll ignore that. And we'll find something that we do like. So I've tried to do that for you. So what I also did was like look at the verse in a few different versions and translations. Um, so here it is in KJV. The KJV, but if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses, which I think means the same thing. Uh, the TLB says, if you refuse to forgive them, he will not forgive you. The NLT, if you refuse to give, forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. The message, you can always rely on the message version of the Bible to be quite cute. Here it is. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without forgiving others. So it would appear 
It's all saying the same thing. So don't worry. I still didn't want to give you that hard truth. I want to make it easier for you. I want to just say you're forgiven. So did a little bit more digging, didn't I? Last week, Steve talked about the Lord's Prayer. Here's what the Lord's Prayer had to say about forgiveness. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them. Didn't like that one either. So I thought to myself, maybe Matthew was having a really bad day when he wrote Jesus' words down. So we'll ignore Matthew. Let's ask Mark. Mark says, Mark 11, verse 25, says, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you. So we don't like Mark either for the record. So we went to Luke, Luke chapter six, verse 37, forgive and you'll be forgiven. At this point, I thought I'm not happy. Matthew, Mark, Luke, I'm not going to even bother going to John, go to somebody else. So we went to Ephesians. Let's ask Paul what he thinks. Paul says, be kind and compassionate, forgive each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Okay, don't like that one either. The bad news continues in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, that says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And at this point, I had to think, Lois, they're all saying the same thing. So maybe, hypothetically, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Jesus, Paul, and Timothy maybe weren't all wrong. Maybe, hypothetically, I had misunderstood forgiveness all these years. And maybe it really is true that in order for us to experience the full reward of God's forgiveness, I have to go through the process of forgiving others. And as I read all those verses, like I thought to myself, do you know what? That's a really great verse to read if you've got forgiveness nailed. If you have sorted out your issues with other people, and if you are smashing the forgiveness train, that thing. No. If you've got this sorted, then it is an easy, read, easy verse to read that we forgive others so God for, can forgive us. But I wonder whether, if like me, those verses actually make you feel a bit uncomfortable because you can think of people that are too hard to forgive. Or you can think of things that have been said about you or done to you that feel far too impossible to forgive. And if that's you, you're not alone. I have a really long list of people that I struggle to forgive. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Thought you would. Um, number one, people who have hurt me. Number two, people who have hurt me but never said sorry. Number three, people who have hurt me and don't believe what they did was ever wrong. People number four, people who've hurt me and then somehow said it's my fault. People number five, just like bad people, just rotten eggs hard to forgive. People number six, possibly the worst of all, people who have hurt the people I love. Oh, aren't they the worst? Yeah, they don't deserve my forgiveness. So I was reading these verses in Matthew and I'm listening to Jesus and honestly, I panicked. And then I got a bit confused. And then I got a bit sad because I thought to myself, does that mean you don't love me, God? Because I know that there's people that I find it hard to forgive. So does that mean I'm really not forgiven? And I know that as I talk today about forgiveness, there's every chance it will begin to stir up some emotions in you because forgiveness is complex. It is painful. It is directly linked to um, like times in our lives when we just wish that person hadn't done that thing. 
when we wished we hadn't gone to that place, when we wished we hadn't heard those words said to us, when we wished we hadn't made that choice, when we wished we didn't get treated like that. And all these things are wrapped up as we think about forgiveness. So if today forgiveness is triggering or painful for you, I really, really get it. Forgiveness isn't easy. And I know I've joked about it, but it's hard. It's not natural and it doesn't feel fair that God would say to us, we've got to forgive others. That doesn't feel fair. It makes no sense, does it? Through our own human reasoning, forgiveness makes no sense. These verses make no sense. Jesus' request that we forgive others make no sense. So for us to understand why Jesus had the audacity to say, I'd have to forgive that long list of people. We have to um, think of forgiveness through God's eyes. And we have to try and understand what forgiveness is and what it isn't. And here is what forgiveness isn't. Forgiveness isn't tolerance. When you forgive someone, you're not saying, it's okay. It's all right that you did it. Forgiveness isn't reconciliation. Sometimes that will happen. And sometimes that is not safe or possible or wise. Forgiveness isn't reconciliation. Forgiveness isn't a get out of jail free card, which means there's no consequences to that person's actions. And forgiveness isn't a free pass to hurt me all over again. Forgiveness isn't those things. That's what we see when we think of forgiveness through our human eyes. But what is it through God's eyes? I've been reading a book by an, um, an author called Lisa Turkhurst. The book is called Forgiving What You Can't Forget, and I couldn't recommend it enough. This is what she says forgiveness is. Forgiveness is God's provision of healing for the parts of your heart that are hurting. The more that I let that sink in, and the more that I think on that, that forgiveness is God's provision of healing for the parts of my heart that are hurting. What I realize is when Jesus says the words, forgive others so I can forgive you, it is not the cruel command that I once thought it was. I used to think, Jesus, that's cruel that you would ask me to forgive that person because surely you know what they did to me. Surely you know what they said about me. Surely you know what they put me through. And surely you know that I'm not as bad as them. Like, why me? Why am I punished and they're rewarded with my forgiveness? But when we see that forgiveness isn't a cruel command, it's God's gift to us. We see that when we forgive others, it's us that receives the reward too. Forgiveness is a gift from God to help you and heal you. And you know, God doesn't ask you to forgive others because he wants you to get over it. God asks you to forgive others because he wants you to heal from it. That is the gift of God's forgiveness. Alyssa, I wonder if you would just come and be a body for me. Um, Alyssa, as she makes her way up, is representing the whole human race. Um, no pressure, Alyssa. Here she is. Take centre stage, Alyssa. Um, Alyssa, whilst you are getting into place, let me just get my first prop. 
So, everything I say about you, Alyssa, isn't personal. I'm saying about the whole human race. Because, you see, since the dawn of time of the human race existing from when Adam and Eve were but naked in the Garden of Eden and they first sinned, we have been needing God's forgiveness. We have been getting things wrong. We've been sinning, which hurts God, and we've just been offending people and mis making mistakes because we are human and because we sin. And we keep on making those mistakes throughout history. We see throughout the Bible tales and stories of people keeping on getting it wrong and getting it wrong. And so God looked at the human race. He looked at Alyssa, no offense, and he was like, I've got to do something about that. So he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross as a radical declaration that you, Alyssa, whole human race, are forgiven. So there is your balloon of forgiveness. You are forgiven. But because Alyssa is a human and she's a numpty, not because she's Alyssa, just because she's a human, she will, despite being forgiven, continue to get things wrong. She'll continue to sin against God. She'll continue to hurt other people, not maliciously, sometimes not intentionally, but just because she's human and just because she's a numpty, she will get things wrong. And people will get things wrong to Alyssa too. And every time someone does something against Alyssa, she holds the weight of that thing. So someone lies about Alyssa and she has to hold that. Someone offends Alyssa, so she has to hold that. Someone breaks the trust with Alyssa. Someone gossips against her. Someone cheats on her. Someone offends her. It's hard to hold all that unforgiveness, isn't it? People keep on getting it wrong because we're human. But God knows that he doesn't want you to live with the weight of that unforgiveness. And these things get heavier the more they happen to us and the more that we begin to remember it. We start to remember that time that someone broke their trust. We start to remember that time that someone hurt us. We start to remember that time that someone abused us. We start to remember that time when someone was just rude, when someone was mean, when someone let us down. And because God loves us, God doesn't want us to carry the weight of that. And because God loves Alyssa and knows that she's human, although Alyssa is still hurting others and is still getting it wrong, God desperately wants Alyssa to receive the gift of his forgiveness. But how's Alyssa going to receive this forgiveness if she's holding all that unforgiveness? Because Alyssa got it wrong once, so God wants to forgive her. Alyssa got it wrong again, so he really wants to forgive her. Alyssa made a mistake. Can you hold it? No, you can't. But God has bucket loads of forgiveness that he desperately wants Alyssa to receive. And the only way that Alyssa will be able to receive this forgiveness from God is if she lets this unforgiveness go. And sometimes it's loud and messy, and sometimes it hurts. But it is in the process of letting go 
that Alyssa is able to receive the gift of forgiveness over and over and over again. And all that time that Alyssa was getting it wrong, don't forget, she always held that first gift of forgiveness because Jesus forgave her first. But it doesn't stop her being human. It doesn't stop her getting hurt. And it doesn't stop her making mistakes to other people. But until Alyssa can let go of the things that hurt her, of the things that let her down, of the things that broke her trust, it's only then that she'll be able to receive the full gift of God's forgiveness. It's when we let go of the pain that we can receive God's healing. It's when we let go of the anger that we can receive God's peace. It's when we let go of the bitterness that we can receive God's joy. Thanks, Alyssa. Would you like to take the balloons or do you want to... You have the balloons. You're like, happy early birthday. Thank you, Alyssa. You have earned that. Thank you for representing the whole human race. Because all, all I wanted to show you is that when we let go of our unforgiveness, we make room to receive God's forgiveness. And God's forgiveness is a gift to us designed to help us and to heal us. He looks at us and he says, I want to help you with that. I want to take the burden of the pain of the thing that that person did to you. And I want to give you my healing. And I want to give you my help. And if you're feeling like, I just can't let go of those things. I don't know how. Maybe you think I've not got it in me. You don't know what they did to me, Lois. You don't know what they said to me. I don't know, but God does. And you have got it in you. Because God isn't asking us to do something that he isn't willing to do himself. He already forgave you. He looked at you on your worst day. And he said, I'll still send my son Jesus to forgive you. And when Jesus died on a cross for us, that was his way of letting go of everything that we would ever do against him. And because of the fact that we are forgiven, we can forgive others. Because forgiven people can forgive people. Even when it hurts and it will. Forgiven people can forgive people. And even when it's hard and it will be, forgiven people can forgive people. Because God let it all go and forgave us. The process of forgiveness is really hard. And I acknowledge today that as I talk about forgiveness, I've made it sound like a very quick thing. And it's not. The process can be long and can be hard. And will probably require you seeking help and seeking prayer and seeking counsel and maybe seeking professional counseling. But God will be with you throughout the process. And when we learn to do the hard process of letting go, that is when we get to receive the full experience and gift of his forgiveness that helps us and heals us. Whilst the band come up, um, I'm just going to read a couple of verses over us because I wonder whether, as you have heard all this today, you might be in a place of thinking, well, I don't even deserve God's forgiveness. 
Maybe you're finding it hard to even forgive yourself. We can model our forgiveness on the forgiveness of God that was beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine. And this is what it says about him in Psalm 103. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. He is slow to get angry. And he is filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He doesn't deal harshly with us as we deserve, for his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the highest of heights of heavens above the earth. And Jesus has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. And he did that because he loves you. He did that because he cares about you. And today, although the message has been about the rhythm of forgiveness and about us doing the hard process of forgiving others, I can't leave today without just saying to you, Jesus loves you enough to die for you and to forgive you of everything you did and of everything you will ever do because he loves you that much. And that is a gift to us. And that is healing to our soul. Do you want to stand with me? We're going to sing in a minute. We're going to sing about the one who gives us hope. And he gives us hope and healing because he is God. And because he is God. And it's not because of anything we could ever do. And it's not because of anything that we could ever earn or we will ever deserve. It's because he is God and because he is good. So Father God, I thank you that you looked on us and you let our sins go. I thank you that because of your forgiveness, we can receive healing and help and hope. And God, when things get tough, and when things are hurting us and when people let us down, I pray that we would remember that although the process of forgiving others is hard, the rewards of your help and your hope and your healing are so worth it. In Jesus' name, amen.